0: I'm Sadek. And I'm celebrating our seven-year anniversary.
1: Wait, wait, wait on hold on. July a, 14th. Is, 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 it, is it really? Is it, July
0: 14th on Thursday. Thursday was seven years since we posted the first episode. So um, happy anniversary. <laughs> Do you feel old?
1: I feel extremely old. It's, it's kind of absurd to think about that, actually. Like, 2015 feels like a completely different time. Like, that that was just like... What the fuck were we talking about? Like, our first episode... Uh We were talking about what were we talking about? Episode zero, the state of
0: the platforms, state right? Of- we did like a bunch of state of the platforms, right? You know, we were we were really in. Uh, you know, I I would like to say back then, me and you, we were the app guys. You know, we're we're really the platforms guys. We were just really into platforms yeah, we, and apps. Well, yeah, yeah, bro. We 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 talking about iOS nine, iOS nine. Yeah, we were talking about all the latest packages. You know, all the latest apps, the, the new the new APIs. Oh, classic.
1: Why why hamburger
0: menus suck? Uh, that is I, listen <laughs> i have lost that battle obviously. <laughs> obviously i just did not i did not win i that if there is there are many l's i've taken in stride. The hamburger menus that is... one i'm still bitter <laughs> about that that's an l that i I don't i mean the l has been handed has been placed upon me but i do not want that l anywhere near me I, I, but it, it is my yeah, l. Hamb-
1: hamburgers i think like the first episode we talked about like um facebook instant articles remember those um the the content and then we had the whole
0: running grab running not not grab running um what was it running bit of 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 activating our brands and brand power brand, you know? hashtag brands um uh, uh John Gruber's brands as an identity
1: con- content blockers <laughs> you remember content blockers when
0: I was first got content blockers and God, people were freaking out about ad blocking The Verge had an article like the
1: like the the Vox Media team had a performance bankruptcy article that it was just like hot shit so I mean. This this is great. And for seven years, it feels like in tech in tech terms, that is literally like a century. Like seven years is like a hundred years, you know. So a lot has changed. A lot has changed in that seven years,
0: and yet everything is still the exact. Everything is the same. <laughs> That's the thing, right?
1: We, we see all the. We're actually we're gonna have a topic today that is basically something you can come back to, like five seven years ago, the the nothing phone one, which we'll talk about later uh so let's start with some some bits of uh apple news uh this is the first one uh we got some information security news uh so lockdown mode is 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 a new Security feature that Apple has announced. Uh, press release was July 6th. Uh, did they, would this, did they say which version? Is it the next stable version of, of
0: iOS 16? Is- yeah. So iOS 16, iPadOS 16, and macOS Ventura will all be getting this. Watch OS will not, but I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, watch, uh-
1: watch like, what?
0: I mean <laughs> A, Watch OS does not have much user data on it. No, it, it, right? it really doesn't. And not. B, yeah. I don't think anyone's really actively targeting an Apple Watch. No, probably not. I
1: mean probably not yet, you know? Um uh, so let's let's let me I'm gonna just read Apple's description from the screenshot, like the, the iOS screenshot, because it's a pretty good like description. So lockdown mode is an extreme uh optional protection that should only be used if you believe you may be personally targeted by a highly sophisticated cyber attack, most people are never targeted by attacks of this nature. When iPhone is in lockdown mode, it will not function as it typically does. Apps, websites and features will be strictly limited for security and some experiences will be completely unavailable. Okay. So so we like so I think we can we can let's like break that down. Like so what is what are like the restrictions like what are the like i mean they, they, in overview the sort of limited functionality so what are the big functionality like limitations with
0: i think the biggest one that seems more like a sleeper feature i talking about more like the the functional ones of like messages but i think the biggest one is really the disabling a jit in safari uh jit being just in time execution uh there's a very long explanation we could give, but to summarize it, it essentially allows for faster code execution to speed up Specifically JavaScript operations yeah. and the reason that's being disabled is webKit, web browsers in general, like if you ever look at any guide on how to hack a Nintendo Wii, a PS3, a PS4, a not a switch, but you know any console it's usually through the web browser it's usually through some kind of a, a vulnerability
1: yeah usually there's like a webkit vulnerability uh that is exploited to gain some sort of root access to the machine right uh so so closing off java just in time javascript compilation closes off like a whole sector of of possible attacks right like it just closes off a vector right it's a huge vector of uh, possible attacks
0: and so it makes it so that uh, it helps prevent the one-click exploits, as they're called, right? It
1: helps with the one-click exploits, and it also like makes the JavaScript more predictable, like the JavaScript engine to be less buggy. So the slower JavaScript like, decode engine is going to be in use. So sites will be slow. Right, like performance will. I don't know if it'll be noticeably slower. Right? It depends on the site, right? Like, I suppose it will be
0: if a site has a lot of JavaScript, like with a lot of ads and stuff. Like, it will probably be very slow. But like, it, I say it's more noticeable on Mac OS, I would say versus iOS, and and my reasoning being, like, how many people are loading web apps on on their iPhone, right? Versus like people who just keep Gmail or Google Docs or whatever open all day on their Mac and Safari. Uh. So th- so unless you you can also you can also exclude a trusted site
1: from lockdown mode so like if you want to have a site load with with javascript uh just in time compilation like you can you can put that put a list i I suppose you just like put a domain in a list right like uh, it'll exclude the site from lockdown
0: mode like youtube for example right i imagine like some youtube players probably don't work on your mac if you don't have jit enabled so you could probably just whitelist YouTube or, or Google Docs or whatever, but you know, for two shades brown. dot com, keep that JavaScript. I, off. There's not much, actually. Do we have any uh, JavaScript on our site?
1: There might be some jQuery stuff for the 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 podcast player that is embedded into the
0: posts, right? There might be some. Wait, so it's not, it's not just an HTML5 stock player. an html stock player. I i, actually, I, I, I am I, I don't know. I'm not
1: i am not a web developer. I actually don't know if there's any. Let me just like refresh. Uh, this, this we're doing web development. Yes, there's jQuery loading, so there's just jQuery.
0: Stuff. Bro, get rid of that shit. No, that's no, 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 part of no, WordPress, word it's it's part
1: of the, the theme. theme. I can't do anything about it. Uh,
0: it's part of the. Th- hey, yo, WordPress. This is why you're a garbage oh, product, and no one oh, uses you. Jesus. We're, jQuery. We've been literally, literally using WordPress for seven
1: years. We cannot talk shit about WordPress.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, so th- there is some JavaScript there, but it, I don't think the page will break if you disable it. I
0: think some functionality Im- Well, <laughs> never underestimate the ability of bad web developers. <laughs> I mean it will it probably
1: break some basic some functionality, but I would imagine you could still like get the basic content of like the RSSV, the download link, even the
0: even the MP3 plus. Oh yeah, it's gonna break those React websites though for oh, sure. Oh yeah the Reactive, Reacts, React React websites website, are totally React gonna be terrible. Gonna be like loading the Discord web app with GIT <laughs> no, no, not, no,
1: no no do not Do uh, not Oh that's uh, that sounds rough. Uh, so other things that are sort of restricted, Apple services, incoming invitations and service requests, including FaceTime calls are blocked if the user has not previously sent the initiator or a call or request. So this is, I mean, this sort of already exists, right? Like, it, I mean, it's sort of, right? Like the, the feature, the phone feature
0: that disables uh,
1: calls from
0: unknown numbers that are not in your contacts. Uh, that, it kind of, but it doesn't exist with this capacity, right? So I think I think it's really like the uh, safety check feature where it's just a bundling of features that may already exist. He's also able like iMessage previews, other things to help disable iMessage attacks. And the, the, I think the interesting thing here is that this is like a really unApple thing to offer, right? This is usually not the kind of control you get from an Apple device, where it's like, yeah, you can put it into lockdown mode temporarily. They usually just be like, well, viruses don't exist on our platform.
1: I I think uh I think over the past few years has more news uh from. Uh, for like people, like research groups like the Citizen Lab, right? Uh, have come out with very damning sort of investigations into, uh, malware, malware, sophisticated malware targeting iOS devices, especially like sort of targeting activists and journalists and uh, people, like vulnerable people in in countries with authoritarian regimes. Using uh, buying mal- buying sophisticated malware from the NSO group. Fuck the NSO group, by the way. Um, buying the malware from them and exploiting exploiting that. Uh, I think Apple increasingly has become uh, very angry at that. I think Apple also launched a lawsuit recently against the uh, NSO group. I believe I remember that correctly. There is a. Lot-
0: no, they announced it in this blog post that they're just going to donate whatever winnings to that to, like, research groups.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Apple is not happy that their devices are being exploited in this specific fashion. I think that they take the security model of their devices seriously. Uh, and I think uh, NSO, mm-hmm. like, like, sort of high-level threat actors like these uh, are posed, like, a very serious, like, not just a PR problem, but, like, an actual security problem to their user base. So I think uh, Apple is... Apple is sort of, for the Apple's hand is sort of forced in this matter. I think Apple is like has, might as well invest in, invest in better protections and uh, create something like this, than to just you know hope that your normal security model is, is going to be enough because it is clearly not right. Uh, so this this, this the
0: yeah going to be fun though. All the people on on Reddit who are like, yeah, I'm a manager at a Popeyes and I have lockdown mode because <laughs> you know they're getting for me. You know there's a subset of and I. You know what? Listen, it's I, fine. Like it's fine if they want. If the you sub- know, it's you buy you buy a two thousand dollar iPad. You know what? Sure, turn on lockdown. It's, it's your it's your device. I
1: mean, people people want to do they want to turn on lockdown mode and be and
0: and think that they're safer.
1: You know what? Like oh, whatever. like
0: I like that's not. Oh god, I remember like back in IRC you said people who would um they'd have like their laptop laptop they actually use it's usually a Dell Optiplex piece of course back then of course it was a Dell Optiplex but. They'd have, like, one of those, and then they would have a separate computer that they would use to download packages, and then over, like, an encrypted USB drive, right, like, put into escrow to install onto their computer, their actual main computer, never connected to the internet. There is a certain level of InfoSec that you probably don't need, but some people may go yeah. through, and you yeah, know what? That, you know yeah. what? I respect and, and,
1: and it. If you want to commit to this, I mean, some people, I'm sure, uh, like, log-down mode is, like, like you know, that that's what they want.
0: Uh, so another, honestly, there's probably some people too who are like, fuck JIT. <laughs> you know, it's probably like web developers, like, thank God I can finally it's, turn it's, this it's, shit so, off. Some
1: developers, some web developers, like, finally, I hate JavaScript, uh, just in type compilation. Uh, so another thing, uh, uh, so this sounds like an obvious one, but like wired connections with the computer or accessory are blocked when iPhone is, is, is locked. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, Right now, when you plug in uh, an iPhone into a computer, it will ask you to tr- either
0: trust or don't trust that device. Right. So, what is the diff? But it does pass through power. That's the thing. This would this would disable any connections through the port, right? Meaning that you wouldn't even get power okay. through
1: it. Uh, so that is uh, this goes out even further.
0: Um, by the way, if you do, if just a heads up to
1: people, just in general, not people using lockdown mode. But if you are plugging in an iPhone into a USB port that you don't, that is not yours, especially that is not a that is not a port you control, either like a power brick or a laptop. Uh, And you get the prompt to trust the device. You probably want to hit don't trust. Just, just, just. Like if you're at a if you're at a a
0: public library and you
1: plug in your phone into the library computer's USB port, you probably don't want to,
0: you know. Why well, can't you one up on that? If you should only ever trust your computer on your phone, if you're going to back it up, right? Like you should only ever hit that trust prompt. If you, if you intend to copy data from one, from your phone to your computer In, in any other circumstance, there's no benefit to doing it. Right. Cause it doesn't like you're not moving data. Yeah. It doesn't charge it any faster or anything like that. So only if you intend, like only if your end goal is to plug it in to move data over, should you be hitting yes, trust? Ever. That's, uh, that's correct. Um, Configuration
1: profiles cannot be installed, and the device cannot enroll into Mobile Device Management (MDM) while lockdown mode is turned on. To be clarified, also, if the profile and is is a profile and the MDM uh, is already enrolled, it, that will still work, but it cannot be enrolled again into like if, if the device is not already enrolled in, into MDM if the device is in lockdown mode, it cannot enroll into MDM, right? Basically,
0: yeah. this, this this is because, so if someone has a business phone, right, they can turn on lockdown mode if they need to, while, you know, their IT team can still manage their device. Um, because I, honestly, the big thing that I found, it's not, I don't think it's really like MDM installing remote exploits per se, but it's more like MDM installing untrustworthy trusted certificates. That's the bigger thing, right? Like certificate fraud can be done with MDM pretty easily.
1: So, I, I think to explain to people why certificate installing certificates is a problem. So, so installing SSL, a, a certificate authority onto your device means that any certificate signed by that authority uh, will be trusted by the device, which can lead to, for example, man in the middle, ads, in the middle. Those sorts yes. of SSL things. interception, essentially uh, things that do SSL interception usually want you to install uh, their root certificate onto your device, which would allow that Interception device to generate certificates and uh, and essentially intercept SSL traffic and decrypt it. Uh, so, uh, so that this this closes off that vector of attack essentially. So that sort of possibility of getting a user to install uh, a like a MDM profile that will install a certificate, uh, which 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 is not. Uh, so, Apple also increased the bounties. For uh, for any qualifying findings under lockdown mode, so like any vulnerability findings under lockdown mode, up to a maximum of two million U.S. Uh, dollars, which which uh, which is a doubling of their usual usual like maximum bounty of one million dollars. So I, I don't know if, if people remember, but like iOS vulnerabilities that result in like full full access usually cost upwards of a million dollars, right? Like the
0: and sell for a lot more on, like on the black, black market, market versus like, what the bounty the, with is the bounty. So
1: Apple has increased the bounty to two million US uh, dollars. Apple is also making on a ten million dollar grant to, uh, in addition to any damages awarded from the lawsuit filed against. And, and so right, like we were yeah, saying yeah. earlier. Yep. Uh, so they have like a charity group, like they're, they're funding like research into, um, you know, they have a committee going. So people from Citizen Lab, uh, Ron Dabert, um, you know, Amnesty Tech, uh, Access Now with the Engine Room. So people, like people, like groups who have been like sort of doing research into this sort of, uh, it, it, it is this sort of attack that it, I'm this is only going to get worse. Like I, like the... These state groups are not gonna stop. These are these are heavily, highly funded, very agile, very power, very like motivated groups attackers. So you know, uh, we, we the research needs to continue on this one. So this is a good thing. This is this is a good. Do you think that? Do you think that Google
0: will will make something similar? Of course, probably. Because it's just bad press if they don't.
1: Yeah, th- th- that was
0: that was my question. Is although I guess I'm curious, like how do you do this on Android? Because like, they would, I would imagine if they did this, it'd probably be Pixel-specific because of the Titan security chip in it, right? That would allow you to actually, like, cryptographically verify that the device has been locked down. Like, I think a lot of this lockdown mode stuff works because Secure Enclave can help, d- like, lock it down from, like, a hardware key perspective. But I don't know, like, Samsung would be up to their implementation of it, right? Because their Nox stuff is all custom and, like. I don't know what Motorola, Motorola has got nothing, whatever, but except for what Qualcomm's got built into their chips. Right. I don't even know. Is there like a secure enclave competitor in the, in the Snapdragon? I honestly don't honestly, that's know. a good question.
1: I actually don't know if there is. And if there is, is it, is
0: it good?
1: Like, is it actually worth shit? So
0: listen, remember Qualcomm stands for quality communications. All right. <sighs> you will.
1: Ah, that, that's God damn it. Uh, come fucking. That's the thanks, Steve. Th- this that's podcast. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> thanks, welcome. Uh, so yeah, so this is lockdown mode. I, I mean, I would say that unless this is the kind of thing that, uh, unless you're like the kind of paranoid person we talked about, which, you know, fine. But like, if you need this kind of, bulk, if you need this kind of, uh, if you need this kind of protection, you know you need. You know you need this kind of protection. So if you're like an activist, if you're like uh, a journalist, you know, like I would say, like I'm not like I'm not like overly like. um If you're a pro- if you're someone who's going to protest regularly, uh, I would say enabling lockdown mode for your device while you were at the protest. I mean, actually, that that is probably a good idea. Don't you like? I like. I don't.
0: I don't know if. Well, actually, know, no. If you're going to a protest, it's, it's, it's a different threat model, right? So my joke about the Jane, if Jane, if if Bob Jane, the manager from Popeyes, is also at like the trans pride protest, yo, different story. Turn on lockdown mode for that. I mean, specifically too. To be clear, disable biometrics on your fer- phone. Firstly, that's the biggest thing you can do. Yes, that is the, that. Is, I was about to yes, disable biometrics. Yes, but a- after disabling biometrics, like, putting it into um lockdown mode is not a terrible idea. There is also the, the mode that also the uh, no the button
1: combination that if you hold for five seconds will lock the phone will need a pass uh,
0: passphrase to. Yeah, hold volume down and power or if it's on newer, 12 and newer, if you tap the power button five times, yes. it'll also um, disable yes. biometrics. Um, so, you know, just
1: just key just pro tips if you if you if you need if you need that kind of. Uh, because
0: remember in the US, they can't force you to put in your passcode, but they totally can force you to do biometrics. Uh, I don't know how. What is Canada? Do you know Canada's laws on this? Ah, uh, good question. I actually
1: do not know. Uh if anybody has any detailed information on this, I actually I don't know what the, uh what the like the charter rights regarding s- search of electronic devices, specifically phones, are. Like what the law is, or or rather what settled law is, like what precedent is. Like I like I actually don't know what the state is uh, like for that in in Canada. So if anybody
0: knows. I mean, I would assume, I would assume knowing the Canadian police that indigenous folks have no rights, usually, from what I've seen in your country. Same thing over here, though. And then I would assume if you're like in uh, one of the poorer parts of Toronto, you probably are going to be forced to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, considering the
1: history of the Toronto Police Department uh, and stuff like carding, uh, you know, I uh, wouldn't put put it past any Toronto police officer.
0: Uh, but before we devolve into Toronto Star, <laughs> uh, MacBook Air? <laughs> No, yeah, let's, let's okay, I I mean, I like okay, Let's let's talk about the bad.
1: That's not that was not the time to do...
0: <laughs> Let's let's I mean, listen, we we can have we, we can there's a there's another place for us to air our grievances about the, the Toronto police. Yeah,
1: absolutely. 100%. So, uh Apple uh the Mag- M2 MacBook Air uh, has released uh the which means, you know, we 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 get to talk about the actually interesting interesting uh Apple Hardware release this, like Apple laptop release this series of the M2 MacBook Pro.
0: Did we even? I don't even think we, we don't even. covered the, M2, cover MacBook MacBook the MacBook M2 MacBook Pro because it's not. Um, it's, 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 it's. Okay, let me let me talk about it for five seconds, okay? If you think to yourself with the MacBook Air, we're about to talk about and you're like, ah, uh, I'm going to run to the thermal limits because it'll work, I do. The M2 MacBook Pro is not the product you should buy. You should buy the 14 inch MacBook Pro. You should just, or, any any like a PC with a dedicated GPU and a or, fan. Or the 16 right? inch MacBook like, Pro, maybe, if you're like really. Right. Well, anyway, well, like even like in computers in general, right? If you look at a, the thermal envelope of the M2 MacBook Air and you're like, that is not enough for the work I do, buy a computer with a fan in it that is meant for professional work, right? And by that I mean, do not buy an Ultrabook on the PC side. Buy an actual like laptop with a dedicated GPU or the 16 inch MacBook Pro. Because if you do that kind of video work, it's even if even if the ultrabook has a fan it's still not going to be as good as what you can get for equivalent money because like you pay for ultrabooks with a premium price point i mean the macbook pro is are paying for the screen but you knew do about like you know a one of the ROG zephyrus laptops right like that's probably still be a better bet for video work than 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 the 13 inch macbook pro like just understand that this computer is not meant for people who need sustained thermal performance neither are like ultrabooks too right like on the on the pc side this is ultrabooks are always meant for basically they're just basically they're fancy web browser running
1: machines you know what I'm saying like they, they're like very they' they're not meant for heavy sustained workloads that, that is all like that is basically the gist of it is that if you're running something heavy heavy sustained workloads for example video high amounts of video edit, rendering like video editing and video rendering 3d work like Maya uh, or blender or if you're doing a lot of final cut or if you're doing a lot of compilation so if you're compiling
0: a lot of code all the time for example in next code right uh that I is where i v- interrupt to say very big emphasis on the fact that static is saying consistently or often here because i think if you are someone like us who do a podcast once per week if you thermal throttle during the export a little bit it's fine you do it once per week it's okay it is fine if your computer throttles a little bit once per week when you're doing an export Please you only do it once per week if we were doing this every day, that's a different story.
1: Yeah, if you're like a professional video editor or a
0: professional audio editor or a you know professional 3D
1: artist, right? If you're doing this work all day, like eight hours a day, you're you're doing, you're running Blender, you're running Final Cut, right? You're rendering stuff, you're you're processing that kind of workload. The, the Apple MacBook Air, the M2 MacBook Air, is not for you because it is it will it will throttle and it
0: will cost you more performance
1: uh in in time
0: and even if it had a fan even if it had a fan you would you would you would make back so much time with the, with the macbook pro with that with the 14 inch <laughs> you would just because it has more cores it has better performance it has faster storage like you would still make you would still have a better time doing it with that but um alas we should probably talk about the actual computer and not be ranting about thermals <laughs> i wish should probably we should t- uh, we, uh,
1: i mean the thermal the thermal topic is the big like sort of Thing that we've ever about we're talking about the device itself. So this is a new design. So the for the for the first time in a long time. Uh I mean this is the first time the MacBook Air's design has changed, right? Like physical, like physical design-wise.
0: Yeah, they've been like touches up to the wedge shape. This is now like a completely I mean it's still a laptop. You can you can like cut a laptop so many ways. It's still yeah, it's
1: still a laptop. Yeah. It's still a laptop. But it is more designed like the new uh new MacBook Pro design, right? More um not tapered edges, right? No, no, no wedge
0: shape. flat. Yeah, flat, flat edges. edges. It also has no branding on it, right? It doesn't say MacBook Air anywhere on it, which I think is nice. Which is, which is interesting. Um, it
1: comes in more colors. It comes in uh, which which is my favorite color is the midnight blue color. I think looks...
0: Look at those fingerprints. Those fingerprints finger are
1: bad. I, I was like looking at the fingerprints and I'm like, okay, uh, that is that is not great, but you know, some people, you know, you got to sacrifice something for the uh, hot, hot blue color. For the drip? For the drip, <laughs> you know, for the drip. You know, you got, you got to keep like a, you got to start keep wiping the laptop all the time. Uh, so you got, you got colors. You got this new design. It, it is, it is thinner and lighter than the, the the wedge shape, like the M1 MacBook Air, right? Which I have, uh, which is, which seems like you think that it would be, impo- like, it's kind of like, I, it's the M1 MacBook Air is not a heavy device. Like it's very light. To to be even lighter and thinner than than that is, is kind of like honestly actually fairly impressive.
0: Shout out to twelve inch MacBook gang. Um rest in peace to mine. 12 inch MacBook air a uh, twelve inch MacBook. Uh, it
1: truly was not. It, it was. It's too ahead of its time because of the shitty Intel YouTube.
0: Listen, I I did the first two and a half years of the podcast on on that laptop.
1: True, true, true. It was. It was.
0: Uh, it was. You want to talk about thermal throttling, <laughs> all right? Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. The Core i M3 and that thing throttling back to one gigahertz oh, under load. Uh, so
1: better screen. Is this? uh what kind of screen is it?
0: Do we know? uh it, 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 it's all, It's all, It's LED. So it's. It's not the. Um, it's not the mini LED. That's only on the Pro device. But I mean it's still it's an Apple display, so it's fine.
1: Uh better webcam.
0: I know that people people care about the webcam a lot these days. Uh the best I mean look at the photos in the Verge Review. It actually looks like a serviceable it webcam. It looks serviceable, I, yeah. That webcam does not come there's no complaints I have yeah, about it. Yeah, it,
1: it looks okay. Um battery life is still very, very good. Um it has magsafe charge, charger. Uh so you essentially Free up a port, so if you're charging the device, you don't have to put it plug it into the USB C port. You can plug it into the MagSafe charging uh, charging like port there. Uh, so you essentially gain an extra USB port uh, by by doing that. Uh, so that th- that is like sort of the gist of like what is sort of good about it. Uh, the uh, can we like talk about the SSD situation? SSD situation, yeah. So. Uh So, w- which models specifically
0: have the SSD problem? Is it the the base model? Which, if you've listened to this podcast ever, I think our consistent guidance for the past seven years has been: don't buy the base model of any Apple product. But well, except the new iPhones, actually, 128 gigabytes, you're fine. Like that. That except the new iPhones. But outside of this, like, so it has eight gigs of RAM. Which, um static, I know, I know. I'm ho- hold back. I know. Wait, wait, wait. We got. We got to go through the rest of the spec sheet. We got. <laughs> we got two fifty six gigabytes of RAM. But the thing being is that so it's a different it's different from the M1 products in that it is one NAND chip instead of two. So, of course, SSDs, there's different chips right on an SSD that has, you know, different storage capacities. And the idea being the more the more spread out you have against different chips, you can do things in parallel makes it faster because there's only one NAND chip. You cannot do parallel tasks. So you get less throughput to that SSD. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is an
1: interesting, interesting sort of hardware problem and so the only way to get multiple NAND chips on this device is to have a size bigger than the
0: 256 gigabyte model right so you which would, would have been our recommendation anyways get 512 gigabytes if you're buying the computer i
1: that's but the, this is the problem with this is like unlike the 16 gig my 16 gig sort of pet problem uh is that 256 gigabytes is fine for a lot of people
0: not on mac os list i i have spent enough time working with mac os now that I mean, we are you and I are not the typical. No, I'm talking about regular people. So the issue is, macOS has a problem with storage management in that macOS storage built-in storage tools are fucking garbage at cleaning up space. So basically, if you go to a, um, Apple, go about this Mac, um, you know, there's a storage section there. It throws everything that is not in the predefined categories into system data, and the system tells you no way to manage it. So Adobe Photoshop files get thrown to system data from your files, thrown to system data. Random things in your home folder get thrown to system data. So it's very easy for folks to just use their computer to end up running up through that storage limit. So what I would say, honestly, is... And I know I understand that this base model exists for a reason, but, like, 512 gigabytes is really the sweet spot on a Mac. Like, the half a terabyte is really the, the sweet five, spot. Yeah,
1: five 512, and, uh, I mean, personally, I would say 16 gigs of RAM as well, but that is a little bit more... Dependent on what you're planning on doing with the MacBook Air, I think the problem here is like so. These two upgrades of the base model increase the price
0: significantly. So Let me see how much extra. I, I think can, it's like one thousand six hundred ish. So it starts at one thousand two hundred um for the base model, and then if we go, I'm going to go ahead and do an upgrade here. So this is US dollars, but for the so sixteen gigabytes of RAM, right, and um, five hundred twelve gigabyte SSD, this brings it up to $1,700. That is getting
1: close to MacBook Pro territory, uh, wouldn't you say? Like, that is getting up there.
0: Well, actually, I'll pull up the price of the MacBook Pro, so let me see here. Yeah, that's... Well, what, 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 comparison-wise, what is the price of the 14-inch MacBook Pro? starts at $2,000. That We're is not... 1000 but, 1, 000... but, but what the $2,000 one comes with, though, is... Oh yeah, eight core CPU, fourteen core GPU, sixteen gigabytes unified memory, five twelve gigabyte SSD for two thousand dollars.
1: For three hundred dollars more, you can get the MacBook Pro, right? So that is like, and that is that. This is the this is the thing is that, that that upgrade sort of puts it in the territory of what might as well spend three hundred more dollars and get the MacBook Pro,
0: right? If you're oh sorry sorry, I was configuring it differently. So I I picked the upgraded model with the with the higher end GPU. My bad. So this is using the base model, eight core GPU, eight core CPU. That is a thousand seven hundred with the sixteen gigabytes of RAM and the five hundred twelve gigabyte SSD. So it's a four hundred dollar delta. I mean, at four hundred dollars is not not nothing to you know to 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 look at. That's true. At
1: four at hundred, I mean, if it was three hundred or under two hundred dollars, like that, that would have been one thing. But for four hundred, I think at least creates uh, enough of a delta there to wear uh macbook air and the macbook pro
0: uh, i think there's that space enough out like i i I obviously and and the thing is too if you just wait until next year right this will be discounted to a thousand dollars so i mean but if you need a machine right now like for
1: example if you're buying a machine
0: well if you need a machine right now this isn't in stock
1: i I mean aside from that aside from (laughs) stock issues like for example if you're buying a laptop for school coming come september right we're we're coming up on that period of time right we're coming up on september very soon and uh so people are going to be in the market for new laptops, I'm sure. And the MacBook Air is still a very good machine, especially if you're upgrading from an Intel MacBook Air or Intel MacBook Pro or even, like, an Intel, like, a Windows laptop. Uh, like, this is, this is still a very good upgrade, uh, like with, uh, even with the sort of base model upgrades that we mentioned. Um, d- the notch. Do, do we? Is the notch a problem? I, I have not used the device, a, a MacBook device with the notch on it, so I, I can't really say if well,
0: it's Well, the back- thing about the notch is, right, it's it's not taking away from screen real estate. There would have been bezel there on the M1 MacBook. Like, if you open your MacBook Air right now, just imagine, like, the bezel area around the webcam is the menu bar. Like, that's how it is on macOS. so if you're one of the people who incorrectly have nothing but menu bar apps, then yeah, sure, it's a problem. But don't use your Mac like that, you weirdo. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of people.
1: That's a lot of people, bro. Bartender. Bartender is what you need for that. Uh, so, like, there's a lot of people who do not like the notch for that reason. is because they have a lot of menu bar apps. Uh, and it, it is easy to collect menu bar apps, let me tell you. There is a lot of things just go on the menu. Um that is just a mac os problem it has been a problem since i don't know snow leopard uh, what is there any other problems uh the throttling we mentioned the throttling early and i don't think it's worth mentioning i just want to say sustained workloads sustained workloads that tax the cpu you're this
0: is, this is not a laptop for you so if you're in that in that category of people uh do not buy this uh and and if you need GPU work, once again, this is a Mac. So, like <laughs> in general, why are you buying a Mac for GPU usage? But on top of that, you probably want something a Mac with a Mac with a fan in it for any like uh, GPU port
1: use. port port wise, there is uh, two USB C ports, right, and one and a and a, and a three point five millimeter headphone jack, right
0: uh high impedance high, like the macbook it, they models. keep seeing that i that's it's so weird to me they keep saying high impedance well you just drive higher on headphones i think it's important to mention that um so actually i have a, I have a question for you on this so because i think it is worth looping back to the storage situation for a second does it actually matter so please think about it. the kind of person who's buying the base model macbook air right probably a college student or probably someone who just wants to web browse maybe it some email the most data-intensive thing they're probably doing are like system updates and indexing their mail or spotlight for searching for files, right?
1: Correct. Correct. Um, I think I think two fifty-six. That's what I was saying. Two fifty-six. I think two fifty-six gigabytes is fine. So if you have okay, so my personal opinion on this, for say, if you're if you're cost restrained when it comes to this laptop,
0: and well, I'm talking about more the speed of SSD, right? Not not storage capacities. No, no, no,
1: not no, not that. Not yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's the SSD speed won't matter to ninety-nine percent of people. Uh, because the kind of workloads that 99% of people do on this kind of laptop will not be bottlenecked by the SSD's uh, controllers' ability to write to the SSD. So, for 99% of people, not having the maximum controller's the maximum write speed is not an actual problem because their maximum write is going to be copying some small files. Maybe and and that, like it is not they're not gonna, they're not gonna be taxing the the SSD near enough to where that kind of bottleneck like actually starts to matter. Uh, so I, I don't think it's I don't think it's the, the SSD being slower on the two fifty six gigabyte model is actually a problem for like the the actual like user base of this particular kind of laptop. Uh, that also said, storage wise, I think if you are going to go for one upgrade over the base model the so one you should go for is ram because if you really need more storage like you can you can attach a like a portable hard drive or something a portable ssd but if you need more ram it the ram is soldered in so you can you can't exactly upgrade without buying a new machine so if you're going to go for one upgrade with the base model on this just go for the ram uh not the storage right uh that is that is
0: I disagree I disagree. So I have now been using this M1 MacBook Mac Mini with eight gigabytes of RAM. Right? I think I told you right, but I didn't want to pay for anything. I just got the base model because it was like a, it was a simple trade-in from the MacBook Pro I had to this without paying anything. I've never ran out of RAM on this computer. Like, like if I, the only time I get into a high RAM situation is when I'm editing the podcast. So right now, let's go ahead and open this up. I have Audio Hijack recording something. I have Logic Pro open in the background, also um, Isotope open. I have a bunch of tabs, all the stories in Safari. I'm not using like about six to eight gigabytes of RAM, about 110 MB in swap. It's fine. I, I, I think that if you are someone who, I would say, if you're someone who keeps Chrome tabs just open all day, and I'm talking like about a hundred or so, I would probably get 16 gigabytes for that. But
1: yeah, that's that's a, that's what. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. But I, Mac OS. I, I would say handles low memory situations far better than Windows does. Uh,
1: I I just say I always upgrade, uh, uh, I always said upgrade the RAM because RAM is you can never go wrong with upgrading RAM. But like that is.
0: But if you had to pick one for me, just based off of like working with macOS every day, if you had to pick one, I would say 512 gigabytes of storage with eight gigabytes of RAM is a better computer than. 8 gigabytes of or 16 gigabytes of ram and 256 gigabytes of storage.
1: Okay, that's that's fair enough. I suppose I suppose it really depends on what you're doing on the with the laptop too as I suppose, But yeah, I think I can see both sort of cases made for which upgrade you pick. Uh,
0: cuz if you get the 512 of 8, you also get faster storage so you get better swap if you need a swap out, right? Like you know, like I I think of Apple Silicon specifically. Intel Max is a different story, but I think swapping is not as noticeable with Apple Silicon nowadays. Whereas on the Intel Max, I like, guess it was very noticeable when you were swapping in and out. I think they they've done a very good job at at hiding the performance that you get when swapping. Uh,
1: there is uh, the question of the power brick that comes with. So there's two options for the power brick, right? Like the charger brick. There is the 35 watt charger brick, and there is the 67 watt. Charger brick, right? Um, Buy the fast charger is what I'm going to say. The, the so the the 67 watt brick is the fast charger. It comes with one port on it, and the thirty five watt uh, thirty five watt brick has two ports on it. So you can you can if you plug it, you can you can you, can, you can, like charge like a like a phone off of it. Right? Like that is the sort of the intended use case for that. That is actually a, a nice. I I, I'm a, I mean this this is probably I mean I'm going to ask this question. Like it's going to be a stupid question, but this brick doesn't it work. It, it will work with the M1 MacBook Air, right? Like, there's nothing about it that
0: is like, kind of right, right. So it's all but it's USPD, right? So this is all standard stuff. Nothing custom in it. Yeah,
1: it's it just it's all USB PD, right? So I'm not like if, like, if I buy like if if I buy this, I, the only reason I would buy the 35 watt brick is because it has the two
0: ports on it. The two buy an Anchor One, don't buy the Apple One. <laughs> like, okay, you could buy it, yes, but so this is just. I'm gonna pull up the charger you should buy. Actually, I'm gonna pull up one on Amazon. Don't listen. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We can do that later. We can do that
1: later. That's fine. Um, I was just curious about like if it's probably just it's just USB PD, which is great, good, good standard. Sometimes sometimes the USB IF makes standards and and they work.
0: Um, all right, I'm putting into the show notes. Here's an Anchor USB C dual charger, 40 watts for $35. Because the thing with this is it's thirty-five watts, meaning you cannot get full twenty-watt outage. You cannot run two home pods on this, right? <laughs> like that is your use case to running no, two no, no. Home pods. You can't, like, you can't fully, you can't charge a MacBook and an iPhone at full speed on this. It doesn't. I like, might even talk about fast charging. I'm talking about full oh, speed charging. Okay, okay,
1: okay.
0: Just get the Anchor one. It's forty oh, watts, okay. and it's okay. fine. All right, thank you. I'm glad I, now. I'm glad I
1: asked that question because I got a better
0: solution. I, don't buy Apple branded chargers, okay? That's all I'm saying. I mean, I do have a, I do have a few of them sitting in my bag, so yeah. I mean, I did buy them. Well, I mean, I, they come with the products, right? So, like, that's a different story. But I would not like, I wouldn't go out of your way to buy an Apple branded charger. No, that's fair.
1: That's uh, that's fair. I have an Anchor one actually. I have an Anchor one, but it has like one. Uh, one USB C port and two USB A ones on
0: it, so it's a Oh yeah, that one. I know what you're talking about. That one. Yeah, nice. no, uh, we, I guess we should say not an ad, we're no, not no, sponsored, we're not by, sponsored Anchor. by Anchor. However, if so, Anchor uh, <laughs> contact the two shades brown dot com. I I have used Anchor stuff for long enough. I I take the Anchor bag. I'm
1: fine. If, if Anchor wants Anchor wants to do Anchor, if Anchor wants to sponsor, of all the sponsors possible, um, Anchor is fine. Uh Anchor does make decent products. Uh, how problematic can a charger be? Pro- um, <laughs> that's not. someone's getting on. Not not get let's let's move on. Uh, is there anything else that we need to say about the about the MacBook uh, Air
0: before we move on? Um uh, you know, I kind of want one. I don't really same. need it, so I'm not going to get same, one. Same. <laughs> but um, buy Starlight. Starlight's Starlight. Starlight is the best. Starlight is that, is, that, is that the light
1: blue color? Is that the one with the uh,
0: like the light? That's like the gold, oh, like gold. the, the okay. new gold one. Uh, so
1: yeah, the fingerprint situation with the with the with the, with the with the with the sort of midnight color is is kind of problematic. If you if you're considering the midnight model, color, make sure you know that. Um, I am also not upgrading. If you are on an M1 and MacBook Air like I am,
0: there is. Zero. This, it's like a twenty percent performance. The, this is zero. If you're from Intel, however, <laughs> yeah, any Intel, Intel MacBook yes. Air, you are going to if have. You're, a if you're on an it. older
1: Intel MacBook Air, the
0: you know the thousand dollar Intel
1: MacBook Air, you know the Joanna Stern classic, um, you know you should you should yeah you should consider an upgrade, right? Like that. It is it is
0: uh, honestly, if you're on any Intel Mac right now that is not the twenty seven inch Mac uh, Mac MacBook or iMac rather or the Mac Pro, you should probably just get a, some kind of Apple Silicon Mac. <laughs> yeah, it is
1: trust me trust me when i say this the m1 in, in like the m1 and the m2 like the processors are absurdly good like it is unbelievably good people are not exaggerating when they say when how good the processors and the power savings and the sort of the battery life situation is. so you know if you're on an intel intel mac uh portable intel mac consider consider a macbook air uh, so that is uh, that is our macbook air m2 segment Um uh, God, there are a few reviews. The Verge review is pretty good. Uh, the the, the Daring Fireball Gruber review is very funny, um, uh, because horny apparently. Like <laughs> I, it's I don't I do, I mean it's it's fu- it's fine it's 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 very it's 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 his blog he can write whatever he wants.
0: You know, Listen, uh, Gruber equated using Apple Silicon to like telling someone in the eighteen hundreds how great indoor plumbing is, and he's literally like, you just got to let him use the bathroom to figure it out. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not a, it's not a, I res he uh, get the point come across, it comes across, but it's so crude. I'm just like, Gruber, are you good?
1: <laughs> like, you know, listen, sometimes this like tech, tech, tech blogging can get boring, you know? Like, so sometimes you gotta, you gotta make it interesting. Uh, you gotta, you gotta do, we use some weird analogies. Uh, that's, that's how it goes. So let's, let's talk about no, actually this is not to make
0: tech interesting at all. No puns, no puns. No puns. There are no puns here. We are talking about the Nothing Phone 1. It is an Android phone with lights on the back.
1: That's that's literally it. Like I I I don't even know what else to say without it being sounding mean. This is a mid-range Android device made uh made by uh I mean it, the company is is uh headed by Carl Pei.
0: Uh, famous who founded
1: uh, co-founded OnePlus One for people who are aware of what OnePlus is like. A was a mid mid range sort of Android like independent Android vendor until they got bought by who was it? Oppo?
0: No, they were never. They never got bought. They were always an Oppo sub brand. Uh, was there always... BBK.
1: Was there always BBK the, Oppo's is the parent company? Wait, hold, 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 ho,
0: ho. Yeah. Is, is that correct? Where, where did... Yeah, was, this is Oppo's play for North America. Uh Well, BBK. BBK it was is, BBK is, okay. BBK is the parent company that owns Oppo and OnePlus.
1: Okay. Uh, so the Nothing Phone One,
0: uh, it is a mid-range device. Uh, what... So so it has... Uh, what,
1: what Snapdragon does this one have? Is this 765, a, I think? 765. That is like the... Mid-range, mid-range, uh, uh, snapdragon right now. Uh, I, I'm just gonna say this, this seems fine. Like, there is nothing special about this. The only concern, the big concern, uh, the big concern here is obviously this is a new company, right? Uh, no track record, uh, to speak of, which is a downside. Uh, they are promising four years of security updates, but, um, promises like that are, they don't have any weight in this situation because this is a company that literally just it's it's a new one it's a the first one uh, i i like i have there is uh the lights on the back there are like uh, some sort of glyph notification system right and like it can do like different patterns is that is that what that is or is that like uh
0: a... yeah it's like a white light can different patterns for notifications calls charging percentage all of that. But I, I think the for us in North America, because the phone's not coming to North America, I think the thing is, why would I buy this phone over a Pixel 6a or 6, right? Like, that's the thing to think of here is because when it comes to Android phones, outside of, yes, well, people buy Samsung phones, but, like, the the, the MacBook Air of Android, right, is usually a Pixel. It's just, like, usually the one that people recommend where, like, you're not, you're not going to have a bad time. You just got, like, a Pixel 6a or 6, right? It's cheap enough and good enough. And what does nothing have to offer over that, which is not, 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 not much. Not much is, is really there. Not much. Yeah. Yeah, it is just like it is a mid range Android phone
1: with this with this kind of kind of not even a new gimmick. It's it's not even a, like the the multicolored notification LED is not even like a new gimmick. It's not
0: multicolored. It's
1: only white. I, I mean the verge the caption on the picture says multicolor LED, so that's why I said multicolor. But I, I don't know if it's actually multicolored. I've only
0: seen the white, so maybe one of them one of them can go or red, I think. But outside of that, the rest are white. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So it is,
1: it's, it's going to be a mid range Android device. Like, I, there's nothing here that is particularly like revolutionary or interesting here, right? Like, if, if this, if they keep doing this and like, if they make good devices and they stick to their, stick to their security update promise, like that, that, if they can build on this and, Maybe release devices outside of China, um, then maybe, they, maybe then the they, 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 they will be worth talking about. Right now, it is sort of just just yet another mid range, and it. And this is my question: They're releasing this in China, but isn't China already like heavily saturated market
0: with mid range Android? Isn't this sort of like? Yeah, no, it is. It's like this is why it's like weird in that. Yeah, so I mean, I support this because I would like more. Uh, you know more customized more options in, in in the android market but it's just i don't know it looks like an iphone with a weird with a skin on it <laughs> right <laughs> like it really looks like look look at the back the, if you if you color that in that's an iphone 11 yep it, it, the, the, way they, the
1: way they put way they put the uh the uh, camera lenses uh the way they arrange those that's just very very mm-hmm. iphone like but you know what? That's fine. It's, it's it's. There's only so many ways you can put a camera there. Like it's, I don't, I'm not really gonna put a, hold it against them to put the cameras like that. Um, other than that, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't come with a charger. Uh, I don't know if that's actually a problem. I mean, is that a problem in 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 a, in, in, a, in, a, in a in today's world of USB-C devices, especially in the Android world?
0: I mean, people will grumble, but I, I think everyone's kind of accepted it at this point. No charger included. Uh, battery life is
1: just, it's okay. It's, it's not, it's not particularly, particularly good. And again, this is not coming to the United States, not coming outside of China. So. No, it is. It's Europe. Oh, it's UK. UK. Okay. Japan. So,
0: you, it's not North America. That's what oh, I was saying. No, it's not okay. coming to North okay. America. So,
1: UK, parts of Europe, India, and Japan. Japan.
0: So, I mean, there's people who probably, like, I mean, those are different markets. This is the weird thing about Android phones, right? Every time we talk about it, it's so North American-centric because, like, Google Pixel does not exist outside of the U.S. and Japan, really. Like, you can kind of get in other countries, but it's not a presence. Um, Samsung's everywhere, of course, but outside of that, like, you know, India has, has like, Redmi, all these super interesting low-end phones that'll never come that's, over that's here. That's the question. It's also, like, in, in, in the Indian market, the Indian Android...
1: Phone market is very competitive, right? Like, you know, Redmi is there as you mentioned, right? Like there's a strong saturation of a like, strong market of mid range Android, mid to low end uh Android phones. So I don't know what this offers over over
0: like a Redmi phone, right?
1: I, I actually don't know. Like if there is if is this enough drip to matter? Like I I I I
0: I mean, I don't know the Indian market, bro. I've, I've only I've only watched Miss Marvel. I don't know much else about it. <laughs> that is not even Indian. Um, Jesus Christ, dude. That's the joke. That's the joke. Please, before anyone asks me, before anyone asks me, that's the joke. Yes, I know they were in Pakistan. I'm very much. I learned because of that show history. I now know what partition is.
1: That's yeah, true, true, that's true. Uh, Miss Marvel is a, it was a good show. If you, if you if you have not watched it, I recommend it.
0: Um,
1: so yeah, like. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to avoid the puns,
0: but right? it's it's actually more difficult than I expected. There is uh what's the word? There is... Well, I think it's a clean way to say this. So so, you know, OnePlus was never settle. Nothing is just never. Right? Like it's it's there's just there's nothing here. There's I there's there's and and I, I'm not saying it as a pun, but there's the lack of uniqueness here. it, it is simply a skin. It, it, it's not even a software skin which is the thing it's like they, they actually didn't do much there's no software features that actually make the special outside of controlling the leds nope. it is it
1: is just a very basic and, and to be fair some people do prefer like the basic android experience you know there is a market for that specifically right but i don't know how big of a market that is like really like realistically it's not enough to prop up your startup that's probably yeah, yeah yeah like especially a hardware device like it's i i hope I mean, I I never hope a company fails, but I, this company, if I, I wouldn't be surprised if this if they if this is the only phone we get from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's like kind of
0: yeah. Because I mean, they made those transparent AirPod competitors that apparently are not good in the, like a uh, build quality wise. But you know, hey, Razer's still around, so maybe 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 there is something about making low quality products that are nothing but drip. You know, people still buy Razer products. People buy Razer products because of like. Gamer
1: marketing—it's very effective. I, I, I don't know about
0: this. uh Oh God, this this nothing's going to start having tech influencer marketing. Listen, you know, I there's one thing that Shades Brown's always been about. It's a be, been about us and our tech focused lifestyle.
1: Focused lifestyle.
0: All right, let's move on. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. That's gross. That's a gross sentence to say out loud. Speaking about a tech focused lifestyle, let's talk about low-end GPUs that is truly a tech focused lifestyle Um so intel uh
1: codom code released uh, a, GPU, a a gpu specifically a discrete gpu to be clear uh not i i mean a discrete gpu as a separate like a gpu put it into a pcie slot uh the intel arc a380 uh gpu which is their lowest end model i think Right, like those, and model on their tier list of GPUs. So they have like three, five, and seven. Sort of how they do the i three and i five and i seven processor sort of differentiation in in performance categories. So the A three eighty, the A stands for Alchemist,
0: right? That is the Alchemist. My favorite producer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for real, the Alchemist (laughs) is good. Uh, But yeah, the Alchemist um, is the like the
0: processor like, design
1: name, right? Like, it's the sort of, like, family of
0: process. It's, it's the, yeah, it's, it's like the generation name, right? So Alchemist, it's the first one, then B, battle mage, right? Which actually, honestly, in a world of how many times have we gotten the uh, GT 930, the GT 1060? Like, how many times is NVIDIA and and AMD reuse names? I, this is refreshing. He's basically, he's even though it's, like, 380, right? All you really need to know is... A for the generation, B is the next one, three is the low end, five is the mid one, and anything after that is just Googly Got gamer marketing. That does not matter. Yeah. Uh so I I
1: for once, Intel actually did a good naming scheme that actually makes sense, which is like honestly the most surprising part of this launch is that they actually came up with a with a with a like a clear and understandable sort of differentiation between their various models, you know? So what 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 do we expect? First things, this GPU is not currently available outside of China,
0: and only in pre-builds, too. You, you like Steve got like a Chinese pre-build and ripped it out. <laughs> yeah, just so
1: it is only available in China inside prebuilt So it, Intel is doing a very limited release of this GPU, and it, for good reason. We'll get into that. Like it is uh, there's a reason it's very limited release. Um, uh, but the big sort of problem with this. The I mean, problem with Intel's entry into the GPU discrete GPU segment market is that they don't have the history and experience with making good GPU drivers for discrete GPUs, and that is very important to very important to note, especially for people in our audience who don't uh, who don't really deal with discrete GPUs. There's probably some of you that don't don't use any discrete GPUs at all. And not familiar with like, you know, do have to deal with NVIDIA or, uh, AMD GPU GPU drivers? AMD and GPU, AMD and NVIDIA GPU drivers do a lot of stuff. Like they do a lot of heavy handling for a lot of things. They, they have, they have like support built in for various DirectX versions, you know, various computations, like various, all kinds of shit in, in there. All kind of those stuff is in, the, in that, so that. Those drivers are massive pieces of software, uh, and those drivers have hit like decades of like sort of uh, engineering built into them. And Intel is sort of starting fresh, which means that newer games, you know, DX twelve Vulcan games are probably going to be fine. But anything older, you know, like an older video game, is going to have inconsistent or problematic uh, performance. And specifically. The biggest sort of performance difference comes here from a feature called resizable bar, uh, which which is like a which is like a motherboard chipset feature in newer 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 chipsets newer uh, motherboard chipsets. Uh, So, if you do not have resizable bar in your motherboard, do not buy this GPU because the performance is significantly worse without bar without resizable bar enabled. So, uh, just
0: just let's just. This is, this is GPUs just really meant as a new system, you know, kind of. Well, I would say because I'm, I'm willing to bet this extends to all the alchemists. Like this kind of restartable bar improving performance thing seems like more of an architectural thing. So even though we don't have the, the higher end GPUs, I'm willing to bet that, you know, it probably would be similar story for those with the rebar situation at the very least. So I would this this seems to be more of like a, a new system, a new parts and not a drop in replacement for older systems. Which I'm not opposed to because it's a brand new product, right? If this is like, if it's like, you know, an update to an existing one, different story, but because it's a new GPU, new generation, like, I think that's a fair assumption that, hey, saying this is only really meant to be used in new systems and not upgrade old systems is fine.
1: And also, this is, I would say, at this stage of Intel's venture into, into discrete GPUs, it is still an early adopter product. Uh, this is not a product you should buy if you're like a person... Who's just just now getting into building a PC and you want a GPU like that is this is not the GPU you should be buying at all like this is a GPU for people who are enthusiasts really and people who understand what the performance trade offs are going to be for an early you drop a product this is you're essentially beta testing a GPU like this is this is literally a like a beta GPU because like the drivers are really not quite there yet you know the driver support is minimal uh and it, i mean intel is going to improve obviously but right now the state of the drivers is it's not there is a reason that this is the reason it is a limited uh like release like it's only released in, in a certain market with the like with the with only certain segment of pc pre-built pcs where performance is less uh less of a problem so like this is not a P- gpu should be buying if you're like if you are building like Uh, PC for the first time or something like
0: that. Like, or, I mean, if you're building a PC that you want to game on, because I mean, if you just need like something to push out video out and you don't have an IGP, like whatever, right? Like, that's a different story for like actually just desktop compositing. But, um, piece, once again, it says AV, it has AV1 in it. So this is not going to be a product to get shafted with, at least hardware wise. You know, AV1 support, once bingo card, please check AV1, best video encoder, don't at me. But, um, I, I am just happy this exists, and I'm happy that it's adequate, right? Like it's not good, it's not great, but I mean, the, like Steve was talking about the review. There's nothing disappointing in it. Uh, yeah,
1: it's it's for Intel's first venture into this market. It's actually like
0: okay, like it's 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 it's
1: it's rougher on the edges,
0: but it is a first generation product for them right it is a first generation, and it's all stuff that we fixed in software right, like all the driver' stuff
1: it can fix the so driver stuff they they can keep working on the drivers, and I'm sure they
0: they'll continue to work. They, this seems to be a major focus on that
1: they have like a like a bunch of stuff planned for this, right like bat, the Battlemage uh architecture and like stuff like that like um, it is a new new contender in the g p u space and that is the most exciting part about this is that for the first time. In a long time, in in decades, we have an actual
0: competitor in the discrete GPU market, a new one that can actually. And most importantly, Intel can burn money into this until it becomes successful.
1: Yes. Intel can burn money. Intel can spend, do a lot of R and D into drivers, into hardware and use leverage their existing sort of foundries and existing like chip. Like manufacturing capabilities to to sort of sort of bulldoze their way into the market you know like sort of get in the market because the market has been dominated for so long by only two two companies Nvidia and AMD that the market has gotten very stagnant right like as Steve like the last round of remember the last round of RTX GPU reviews from from Steve over at gamers Nexus like Steve was just like. These GPUs are getting more expensive and the performance uplift is not enough to justify the the uh the the increase in, in cost. So we need some fresh blood in the market to maybe invigorate NVIDIA and AMD to actually compete on performance uh and price. So, you know, uh hopefully this this works out better. Like hopefully Intel keeps going, you
0: know. And hopefully energy usage too, honestly. This power draw is lower than the other ones. This is actually a pretty efficient, a pretty efficient car, but I'm curious to see how their higher end ones are because, like, we have Apple pushing it on their side, but like on the PC space, it's still like the fact that that RTX 4000 has been like heavily rumored to go above 500 watts.
1: So, the problem of, okay, so, uh, not just the not just the rated power usage is the problem. The 500 watts is, 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 is the rated power usage. Power dr- remote, rumored power draw of like an RTX four thousand an RTX four thousand series card, but the problem, the real problem here is like power transient power spikes. Right, uh, I don't know if you watched the video. Steve on, on 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 transient.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, Steve did a whole big thing on it the other day. Power
1: transient power spikes are essentially like spikes of current draw. That exceed, like, there are, there are, like, the last, like, fractions of a second, like nanoseconds or milliseconds. And they can cause stress on your power supply unit. Specifically, if your power supply unit does not have enough capacitors, capacitance to soak the current increase, it will trigger what is known as OCP or overcurrent protection, which will result in your power supply shutting off for safety reasons. Uh, to prevent it catching fire, right? <laughs> like that is it will just it will just shut itself off completely. Like your your PC will just shut up. Uh, so that is a problem with these like newer new cars that are rumored to be coming in, the, in soon. Is that these cars are going to be having 500 watt power draw, and which means the transients will go up to two x, three x, like thousand watts of of transient power spike, which is like fucking absurd. That's a that's a kilowatt, bro. That's that's a lot of power. Uh, that's a lot of <laughs> that's a uh,
0: that's not to trip your brain.
1: <laughs> that could I mean it depends, yeah, but it, it's like it's it will probably tri- trip any low-end, uh low to mid-range uh power supply unit that you buy because those are some of them are definitely not equipped to handle that kind of transient power load. So transient power load is a is a problem. Transient power load has always been a thing with uh discrete GPUs just just as a thing, but yeah, it is, it is it is gonna get worse because uh because of the higher base power draw of these of these, like, massive, massive GPUs that are coming up the pipeline. So I hopefully really that is also another aspect that Intel can innovate in, you know, power efficiency, power, part, like, cost per watt, and, like, like how much GPU horsepower are you getting per watt? You know, that is, hopefully, going to get improved, because it's looking really fucking absurd in the NVIDIA land, especially, like, Nvidia. NVIDIA just... Dumping power into their chips and hoping that it, it doesn't blow up, you know? uh, it, it's it's a little bit nightmarish. Uh, the the there is a, there was a teardown of the the A three hundred and eighty that the gamers Nations had. It was like a company, a brand name brand called Gunier, uh, like a Chinese
0: uh, brand, uh, company. Uh, Isn't Gunier the name of your admin account on Ten Forward? No, that's Gynen. <laughs> Is there a difference? Yes,
1: that's that's a very different word. Um Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to chants of about 7 years later we were still making stupid ass <laughs> fun Um uh, so A380 uh the you gunner, uh the the assembly like it's a, it's a pretty good pretty good uh design like two fan uh cooler, uh thermal pads, uh, heat pipes, uh, good der- good thermal design. On, on the Gunnier, specifically Gunnier model. Um, and one thing to remember, this is PCIe by 8, not 16. They're not using the entirety of the PCIe uh, bus. So, it, I mean, that's, it, it's not a problem for this GPU because this GPU is not like, going to run into the limitations of PCIe by 8, right? Uh, by, by 8 bus, rather, uh, because it is a low low-end uh, low end GPU, right? It's not merely meant for a high throughput, uh, on that bus. So, like, it's fine, but it is just, just something to remember. You can see it on the board, like, the traces run only to, like, part of the, it doesn't run all the way to all the pins on the, on the PCIe connector. Uh, so that's how you know it is not, like, using the full, full PCIe by 16, uh, sort of bandwidth. Uh, it is, it is an early access, early access GPU, bro. Nobody should buy this. Literally nobody. I mean, very small amount of people should be buying this. And
0: I mean, not many people can actually buy it. Though. Can't That's actually buy thing. it and
1: unless you're Steve from Game of Nexus. Who, who knows every every Chinese OEM probably at this point. Um, you know, he, he can order stuff from China and uh, buy it, and you know, pay for the probably absurd shipping import costs or whatever. Uh, like nobody should be buying this. Uh, even if you are in China and you can buy this, I feel like you shouldn't be buying this unless you like have a very specific use case for this. I'm, but the one thing I'm curious about with these kind of GPUs is always the ability to do hardware, uh, encoding of video for streaming. You know what I'm saying? Like for, uh, for OBS, you know, open broadcaster software.
0: Oh, Intel has a feature actually. If you're, if you have M- a oh, not QuickSync, M- um, M- I, I GPU. No, 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 no. It's called, so it's it's, uh, it's 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 different. It's new thing. Oh, GPUs. it's, it's, new? it's a- So what you could do is, um, you could if you're playing a game with it, and you have a like a Core i nine with an IGP in it, you can actually offload the encoding of your stream to the IGP while dedicating the GPU, right? The, the 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 Arc GPU to actually rendering out the game. So you can actually split video rendering tasks using QuickSync or some other you know encoder that way that is interest. That is actually interesting
1: That could be useful for streamers. You know, streamers often, sometimes streamers use separate PCs for encoding the stream, specifically because you know they don't they don't want to overload their their main PC with, with with also the encoding. So you know, sometimes they use a separate PC for that, which is a big hassle. But if you know, if you could do it all in one system, that would be.
0: Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people have with computers with integrated GPUs and dedicated GPUs. Your IGP is probably not doing much most of the time. No, it's time not doing anyways. anything.
1: It's just disa- I mean, in most cases, it's disabled. Like it's not actually doing anything in in um, in in cases where you have a discrete GPU, the motherboard or uh, the processor, or the motherboard will shut off the IGP. The I- IGP is disabled. It is not active at all. It is not running. Uh, so. In this case, if you can give it something to do, like and it's like completely sitting unused, otherwise, like that's that's that that would be pretty awesome. Actually, that just, that's just that's some good, uh, good use case for you know offloading some uh, intensive tasks like uh, video encoding. So that is the Intel Arc A three eighty. It is you know kind of interesting if you're if you're into GPUs you know, if you care about GPUs. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't think I don't know if you have a big audience. I mean I, we have audiences be people you know, who listen to us and got bought a lot of EGPU enclosure or something, you know? Probably. Uh
0: listen, if anyone bought an EGPU enclosure at my behest, I, I need an issue of apology about that. Um EGPUs are no longer supported in Mac OS and therefore they're no longer cool because I actually can't use it. Um I did so? I didn't give it to a family member now. Okay. It's no longer sitting on my floor. Oh, yeah. The EGPU enclosure was given to a family member who um don't know what the fuck they're doing where, that's true. i think it's sitting in some storage. oh my have. god i've told them like i told them they should just strip it down for parts uh but yeah apparently they're doing something to that eGPU. although honestly i should never sold my 580 i should have waited until god i would have made so much money if i scalped it uh, oh my true. god i'm so upset i never scalped I mean, that GPU. that's
1: that's that's true
0: um so but yeah um yeah i, I apologize publicly Uh, But speaking about apologies, you should probably wrap this up. I think we got nothing else to talk about. I think we, I think we, 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 you know, Intel, good, nothing bad. MacBook Air, good. Lockdown mode, sure. Jay and Bob, whoever the man dropped Popeyes, you do your thing. Good episode. (laughs) I feel like we got to add like
1: this Bob for Popeyes to the, to the the bingo card because it's, it's a new addition to the chance of Brown bingo card. The new shades of shades of Brown expanded universe. (laughs) The, The thing, Okay. Like Shades of Brown lore, we keep talking about the oh, bingo God. card. No. Oh, we no. keep talking about the bingo. We never made we it. Never actually. It's not an actual. Like it's not. It's a. It's like a. It's like a. It's a thing people talk about. Like we talk about it. It's a thing that we always talk about. We mentioned that stuff is on the bingo card, and or it is not. But it doesn't actually exist in any form. Like it doesn't exist. Are, are, of, are you
0: trying to get me to register a domain right now? I think you're trying to get me to register a domain. Well, what's gonna um, be the domain?
1: What's, what's going to be the, we
0: can't say it all. I, I have okay, to, shoot, shoot, to, you deep can't say out. it. You got, you got to do your research, but yes. Uh, if
1: you have ideas for what, what we should add to the shades of brown bingo card or remove probably at
0: this, bro, you can get dot bingo TLDs. It's like 60 bucks though. That's so fucking expensive. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I uh, do not, get... I will say I will not be buying shades of brown dot bingo, even though I would want to. Yeah, it's $60. 60 I'm okay. That is, that is a lot. So that's, that's wrap this up.
1: As always, sh- uh, contact us at. Contact at 2 Let us know what you think is on the Shades of Brown bingo card. You know, let us if you if you know what it is because at this point we don't know because it's been seven years. It's a it's a, a seven-year joke. So and at this point, we don't actually know what's on the bingo card and what's not on the bingo card. We just, we just face the bingo card and it just exists as a mythical object. Uh, you know. So, you know, let us know what do, you, what do you think is on the bingo card. Uh, let us know what you think about, you know, uh Intel GPUs etc. Uh, contact the two shades of brown dot com. Our show notes are also going to be there, uh two shades of brown dot com. You can find me on Mastodon at packercat at 10forward dot social and on my website, Sonicsafe.com. And so, so where do people
0: find you on the internet? You find me online talking about modding my three DS. Sorry, modding my new Nintendo 3DS on uh what websites am I on? Oh my God, I forget <laughs> Mastodon. Yeah. Chosefine at twitter.xyz and my website chosefind.website. dot website i have no end card bit here because this anime season is terrible there are no there are good no shows redeeming. this season yes. i'd rather not talk yeah. about it <laughs> love live sunshine is not started airing yet so once the new season of that airs we'll bring back the anime corner uh but but uh yeah until until next time bye goodbye